Sephora Middle East Podcast with your hosts, Jordana Venetico and Bilana Ristic. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sephora Middle East Podcast. We are so happy to have you tuned in today to talk a little bit about fragrance storytelling. But before that, I'd like to wish you guys all a blessed season, Ramadan Kareem. Biliana, can you tell us who do we have here today as our guest? Oh, we have a very special guest with us in the podcast studio, an amazing storyteller. And, you know, during the month of Ramadan, we like to talk a lot about fragrance. So who better than Mr. Hassan Khajaj, a regional fragrance expert for L'Oreal, to join us today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Biliana. Thank you, Jordana. I'm really excited to be here with you guys today and uh, wish you a blessed month. And before we get started, uh, I would like you to share a bit more about yourself. Maybe you can tell us about your journey with fragrance. Well, my journey with fragrance is a long one. Uh, obviously, I've been in the industry since 1995, which was a bit of a coincidence because I never expected that I would join uh, this. The, the world. It, it was my ambition to join a world of cosmetics and fragrances, but it happened. And uh, part of it was really because of my, my, my love for fragrances. I remember as a small kid uh, hiding kind of or, or sneaking my way into the bathroom, I'd say, um, and, 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 and opening my mother's perfume bottles and smelling them. And I also remember that my first fragrance, I must have been just around 10 or 11 years old. And uh, it was an old Alain Delon thing. And it was really the advertising that got my attention. And later on, actually, there are two other times in my life where I purchased fragrances purely on advertising, advertising visuals. Uh, this is something that I find very, very interesting because it goes to show the importance of communication and, and, and how an advertising visual can, can touch things in us. So imagine if we could put those into words, imagine the power of storytelling. And that's, that's what I love. I mean, um, yes, I, I, I started in, in Denmark. I've worked in Paris for a few years, uh, Saudi Arabia a year, and now 18 years in the United Arab Emirates. So um, you could definitely say fragrances are a big and an important part of my life. Especially here in this part of the world, um, it's connecting to like a cultural piece as well. Um, and I think that a lot of people, even our consumers, they want to take a piece of Dubai with them if they're traveling. Um, and it's usually a fragrance. Well, keep in mind that uh, history-wise, this is a part of the world or, or the Arabic world as such is where we have the oldest proof of fragrances. So for more than 4,000 years nonstop, fragrances have been at the heart of everything. And even if we look at it from a religious perspective, there are fragrant ingredients which are mentioned in the Holy Quran. There are uh, the, the, the Prophet, uh, peace be upon him, of course, um, he, 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 he said that people should fragrance themselves on, on Fridays at least, uh, before Friday prayer. So it's something that has been really so embedded in, in tradition and also through religion that, that a fragrance here is, is, is something super important. And uh, I'd add on to that the element of hospitality. If you go to a traditional uh, house of, of, of an Arab in, in the Gulf region, 
they're not going to let you leave before they bring out their best oud yes. and smoke you with the oud or they might wash your hands with rose water when you arrive. So, so fragrance is just so important yeah. here. I believe that, you know, you brought up a very important thing is um, our people around us in our region being so cultured about fragrance, which is a big challenge for us to, you know, step up our game and understand the fragrance know-how. And again, a lot of things that you mentioned, like the advertising and everything that goes wrapped in industry. So definitely storytelling is something that's very important for us to satisfy this type of customers. I agree. Storytelling is, first of all, for me, uh, it's the best tool we have when it comes to, to, to wanting to sell fragrances and to speak about fragrances. And you know what? I find that in our industry, um, let's be honest, it can be very tough to stand on your legs for about eight hours straight. And, you know, sometimes the store is empty. Okay, so you've, you've dusted off the shelves, you've cleaned, and there are not a lot of customers. So the, the, the joy of our job really is the potential human interaction that we can have and to not come across to the consumer as a robot, but rather than, than, than have, even if it's just five minutes of, of human communication with another human being, it's so enriching on every level. Yeah, and stemming away from, oh, it's new or, oh, it's got a great powdery scent. Exactly. And how long is the fragrance new? Yeah, exactly. you see, if I. 15 I've... minutes in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> or maybe people don't like new things. They want something that is, yes. you and know. The word new doesn't always have the most positive connotation because a lot of people, as you, as you said, they are very cultured here. So um, new doesn't necessarily mean attractive. Maybe they want something that's a traditional, that has a value to it, or, you know. Or classic. Classic, something that's yes. been there for a while. And this is a, an example that I know that I have used myself is um, because it's true that we have a lot of customers who come into the store and ask for something new. But I have learned over time that when they say something new, they're not, they, they, the, the word new is not necessarily the driver. What they're looking for is something unique. Basically, what they're trying to tell us is, I want something that not everyone else has. New to them. New to them or new to people around or rather, you know, just unique. So sometimes you can pull out an old classic which might have been in the market for some 30 odd years or 40 odd years, take it out and, and say, this would really be a unique fragrance. No one around you smells of this right now. And if they like this fragrance, then that is a way of, 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 of you know, getting them really to love it, even though it's not something that was just produced yesterday. Jewel, right? Exactly, yeah, a forgotten jewel. Definitely, definitely. I think that's what's so fun about fragrance. So if we go into a little bit more, because we're here about storytelling, um, what is what is that impact of storytelling, especially with our customers building that relationship? What's that impact that storytelling gives? What, um, what the impact is that it can let the customer relate to the fragrance they're buying. Let's be honest, the market is saturated. There are mm -hmm. all kinds of perfumes, and we often hear someone says, Oh, this reminds me of. Yes, because there's almost, I think we've almost reached a point where it's almost impossible to, to come through with something that smells so, so different that no one has ever smelt anything like it before. But that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of very good fragrances out there. But 
our job, and this is where I often and I try to, to say again to, to some of our uh, fragrance experts, is that, you know what, you can consider your job really as a translator. And, and that's what I feel that I do. I, I translate uh, fragrance into words so that the customer can actually understand what this fragrance is all about. Um, so it's, it's, it's translating a language because at the end of the day, unlike makeup, we can't see our fragrances. Fragrances are going to touch our emotions. But we can't do a magic which is going to give us an instant result. And also, I can't spray a fragrance on you and know what your reaction is going to be because there could be so many uh, things in there. It could evoke so many memories, and these memories could be good or bad. And therefore, storytelling is really how I would um, guide you and how we need to, to assist the customer and guide them to making this choice because it can also be very difficult. You smell a lot of different fragrances and all of a sudden you're more confused actually than you're enlightened when it comes to, to buying your fragrance. Um, Absolutely. And then they say something about maybe not introducing so many at one time. It's maybe discovering who your customer is first. And there's a minimum, right, of fragrances that maybe you should um, explore with your customer. So like you said, they don't get so confused on wait a second, which one do I actually like? Um, but yeah, I think I, I think you said it perfectly, is that you're almost like a translator and you're helping them understand um, what's in the fragrance. Why am I going to like it? Um, and then the story kind of helps them understand that. So that's great. And um, speaking of storytelling, you know, we are facing very challenging times in retail now. I believe this is the same for all the brands. Um, how important or why is it important for us to even now pump up our storytelling and bring all these amazing words and, you know, translate even better the things we were trying to communicate? Because uh, I believe we had this conversation. It, there's no way to sell it differently. Well, I mean, and that was in, in particular at the beginning of COVID. What happened is in a lot of the industry testers were all taken away from the shelves because we were afraid of anyone touching anything. Um, so then the challenge becomes, I mean, people want to have fragrances. It's such an important part of, of their lives. We want to sell the fragrances. So how do you do if, if someone cannot smell the fragrance? And their storytelling is, is, is the key. Add to that that online, I mean, look at how your online sales also have, have you know, kind of blown through the sky. People are buying more and more online, and it's, it's, it's the same across anywhere. Um, but when you shop online, you don't get to really smell a lot of different fragrances. Granted, you can sometimes choose a sample at checkout, but that's going to be one sample. So here, to have someone who can speak to you, who can speak to your senses, who can who can make you feel a certain way about something even without smelling it, that's where the true magic lies. And honestly, it can be done. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not impossible to do. You just need to really want to do it. Um, you mentioned before very much about uh, just grabbing it, uh, people that grab a bottle and they just say it's new and things or they spray something random of you or spray too much. Um, if you catch me on a, on a good day, I would say, or, or on a bad day, one of my hobbies is when someone comes and wants to spray something on me, I will always challenge them and say, well, before you do, explain to me, why do you think that this is the fragrance that I would like? And why not one of the other ones that you have right there behind you? And of course, they're mortified because they don't know <laughs> what to say anymore. You know, oh, this is the good or this is the popular one. But I'm like, yeah, but 
I'm looking for something for me. I don't care what other people wear. And then they're really in trouble. And, and really, it's not about putting them on the spot. It's kind of to provoke them to begin the art of questioning. Because that, for me, is so, so important that we ask questions. We need to create this connection with our customer first. And the only way that we can create a connection is by asking the questions. What type of questions would you say for someone that is new in fragrance? What are the most powerful questions that you can ask a customer at the beginning? Well, for me, more important than what they like, uh, the first thing I really want to know is what are their dislikes? Because if I know their dislikes, then I know that I can steer away from that completely, right? I don't take a risk because sometimes they might say, I like this kind and I like this kind, and then I show them something, but ultimately they don't really like it. So uh, I really like to know what they dislike in a, in a fragrance or what kind of fragrances they, they really don't like, because then in my mind, I can kind of remove these off the list. System of elimination. System of elimination, but it actually works very well. Um, also, uh, I like to know a little bit about their fragrance habits, because by understanding a little bit about their fragrance habits, it gives me a bit more, uh, you know, material to, to, to first of all, um, to speak to them, to ask more of the right questions, and, and to find out how do they really use fragrances and what are the important elements for them in a fragrance. I think that's um, very important because, you know, our generation is all about convenience. They might find something super attractive, but it doesn't if it doesn't seem convenient or easy for them or it doesn't fit into their routine, they might step away from it. Convenience is yeah. a big thing, and, 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 and we see it. Uh, you know, people also need to relate. And, and, and since you mentioned the word uh, convenience, uh, I'll give you the example. If we look at Lancome's Idole, yeah. look at the bottle. It's, it's shaped almost like a smart phone, yeah. you know. And it's thin, yeah. it, so convenient. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, as far as we know, it's, it's, it's probably the thinnest bottle in, in, the, in the world of fragrances. So, so it's, it's something really unique, but the way it lies in the hand, same way that your, your smartphone would be. So it's, it feels very natural to the hand, to the yes. touch. So uh, again, a very important point. People really need to relate. They really need to feel like um, it's, it's something that they know and, and they feel comfortable with. Yeah, I think that was very smart from the yeah. Lancome side because your hand is already, as you said, naturally uh, used to this shape. So it's not a new, it's a very familiar feeling to hold something like that, and most probably you like it to hold it. Absolutely. So I'm interested, and I'm sure our listeners are as well, is how do you structure that perfect story um, with our customers? Where do you start? So a perfect story really comes in three parts. It needs to have an opening. Uh, it needs to have a big center kind of uh, happening thing. And then it needs to have a nice closing. And you could say that in the opening, there are actually two elements to it. There's like a, a light introduction uh, where we talk a little bit, you know, we mentioned some of the, the more generic things uh, that um, about the fragrance, um, but without going too much in depth. But based on what we know about our customer, and that's why questioning is so important before, based upon, you know, the, the needs of the customer, about the likes of the customer or the dislikes of the customer. Now I start to adapt my story 
And you know how in a, in, in a, a thriller, a movie thriller, you have this music that kind of paces you up slowly, slowly before we're all about to be shocked by something. <laughs> yes. Well, this is where our story needs to go. We need to create some kind of excitement rather than just serving the main point cold uh, in the middle, bring it to the main point that we want. And then the job before we close completely is kind of to link it back to the customer so they can really feel where we come from. Um, so, so this is how you would structure a story. I, I, and I think to make it very simple, let's say your story needs to have an opening, an introduction. There needs to be a, a center to the story where your main point is, a twist. And then you need to, you don't just end it at a twist there. You kind of need to now link the story to your customer. And that's what you, you do with your, your closing. So teams, I think you're getting some great advice here because your preparation makes your story successful, right? So if you do a proper discovery, you know how to tailor this story around your customer so it fits perfectly and you know that your, your sale is sealed and also you are entertaining this person, you're hitting all the right spots for you to become memorable for them. Absolutely. And that's why, if I may add, in trainings, you know, we give so much information when we do a training. But the idea has never been that you give all of that information to a customer. This is your luggage. This is your knowledge. Now, depending on who's the person in front of you and where the conversation goes, you have different elements that you can pull out and that you can talk about. For somebody who's a real fragrance lover, it might be ingredients. They might care about you know, certain elements of that. But there could be other parts which are more important. Maybe it's not the ingredients. It could be the, the red color of Si Passione, for example, yes. um, you know, uh, which then, you, again, you could link that into a red lipstick. There, there are so many ways that we can do these things. Um, and and the, the idea is really to what is the important information for the customer in front of me? What do I want to take out? And it also goes to show the customer that I'm a professional, that I have, you know, um, I have knowledge and that I can adapt. It's not about me being an encyclopedia and mentioning everything I know yes. about the product. Yeah, reading the website. <laughs> Do you think that it's good um, to always go back to what the brand gives us as far? Because you, you touched on advertisement. And I think um, a brand will have an advertisement for a specific launch on their fragrance. Do you think that's a good place to start is to, to do a little bit more research on what's the story for the brand rather than making it a story for that person because I feel like you can go both ways you can talk about the story of the brand or you can find elements in that person to relate to an ingredient so do you think that maybe the first step with that storytelling is it's easier to go with what the brand provides as far as advertisement or what's written online um, I think we need to, uh, I think it, it takes a bit of both. You know, the, 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 the best food is really when you combine the best ingredients mm -hmm. together. And, and in, in, in storytelling and fragrances, we need to combine the best of both worlds. You know, we are very privileged because we live in a part of a world where, for example, uh, there's a lot of gender fluidity, meaning a lot of men will use uh, women's fragrances and women will use men's fragrances. I'm talking about gender fluidity in, in, in your usage of fragrance. And um, uh, what happens here is if I wanted to speak to a man who likes a fragrance, who, which is maybe marketed for women, and let's say this is a fragrance which is all about empowering a woman and 
the man will not relate to that. So obviously what I need to focus on are the ingredients. And if I look at a fragrance like um, Libre from Yves Saint Laurent, what I could tell uh, a man who wanted to, who likes this fragrance, and there are a lot of them out there, for example, is to say, you know, what's very interesting about this fragrance is that the, the fragrance was really constructed, um, you know, as a men's fragrance, but using ingredients which are typically popular in women's fragrances, because that was part of Yves Saint Laurent's vision of empowering and liberating women. So the whole concept was, how do I make a man's fragrance for a woman? And so now a man could relate to that, right? Because it's actually constructed as a man's fragrance. And uh, a woman will relate to that as well because it's something different, it's unique, and it's, it's provoking. Thank you for joining us today and discovering storytelling at Sephora. Please make sure to tune in for the second part of this episode to discover more tips on fragrance storytelling.